Welcome back to Secondhand Therapy, and we have merch. We got merch. We got merch, and I'm not going to lie to you, pretty dope. It's pretty dope. We're currently wearing our own merch <laughs> for yeah. this episode. You want to know why? Why? Because it's high quality, comfortable, cozy shit. It really is. I, I'm very jealous of your... So Lou got the uh, the tie-dye champion hoodie with yeah. the uh, embroidered uh, logo on the yeah. front, and... Uh, Man, it's like a heavy hoodie. That's a legit fucking hoodie, dude. Yeah, yeah, I, with I, the, the I, embroidery. Oh, dude, it's nice. Yeah, I'm very jealous. I'm very into it. I need, I need to get one. Yeah. Uh, what do you got? I'm, I'm rocking the uh, the modern look. It has our logo, but it's like all spaced out and kind of like modern looking. Yeah, uh, it's nice. I cropped it. Well, <laughs> that's right, baby. Okay. Got the old crop top sweatshirt. It's pretty great. I'm not a big crew neck guy, but I fuck with it. I love a crew neck. I know you do. Uh, if you want to get merch, you can check out secondhandtherapypod.com. Uh, yep. We got uh, toboggans. It's, and it's a beanie. We have beanies. Beanies. And if a you're toboggan from. Toboggan is a sled. If you're from the Midwest, we have toboggans, uh, hoodies, sweatshirts, t shirts, all kinds of stuff. Even coffee book cups and totes and. Coffee mugs, totes. We got all some, kinds of we stuff. We got some dope shit. So go check it out. Uh, also, we want to remind you we are not doctors or therapists or any licensed professional at all. We're just two guys going through it. It's true. Play the music. Thank you. an hour that's not uh, because i do not want to get into what i did this week so what'd you get into this week let's start with you first no, start, you start why don't we start with you you had a really great not. you had another banger just yeah. what you asked for i'm exhausted <laughs> aren't i <laughs> go ahead oh man i dude i had a yeah i had a heavy one this week yeah talk slow go ahead <laughs> I'll make it quick. Don't. Uh, we covered self-worth. Slow uh, down. You know, slow down. Some other stuff. I, um, oh, man, where do I even begin with this one? I begin with um, my teeth. Okay. Let's I, talk I, about teeth. I, yeah, I recently had uh, some dental work done this past month. It's been, it's felt like the never-ending saga. I went in, uh, side note, let's just talk about uh, insurance. You know what I mean? Well, if we it's can not just, because it's the big fuck. It's the biggest piece of shit. This country's <sighs> terrible. No one cares about healthcare. Go ahead. It's the fucking worst. Um, so, <laughs> no insurance talk. No, we, they know. They know it's they fucked. know. You been to the doctor? Ah, uh, it's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, so I uh, I had some dental work done, but I had a tooth fixed. Yep. That has been bugging me for the past. 20 years and this tooth is front and center front and center baby and one of them it's one of them front 
two top it's one of them smile teeth yeah it's a smiler yeah um when i was 19 and had no fucking money yeah uh you know i come from a small town in ohio and mm-hmm. so dental work there was just like hey do you want to pay three thousand dollars for a crown or do you want to pay a hundred bucks and have your tooth pulled yeah and you're like well i'm i don't know I'm yeah. 19. They got the British dental system. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So dental, you know, wasn't great coming up. And when I was 19, I had to have a root canal in one of my front teeth. Mm. And uh, the guy told me, he's like, look, you know, we can pay crazy amount of money for a crown and we can do that. Or we can just give you a root canal and you'll be out of here. I was like, let's do that. Can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. I didn't know you could have a root canal in your front teeth. I didn't either. I did. I thought I legit thought molars were the only teeth that got worked on. I didn't know you could have cavities in your front <laughs> oh, yeah. teeth. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, it was a weird one for me, too, because I remember that that time in my life where the pain wasn't coming from my front tooth either. It was coming from my back like side teeth. Mm. And I thought for sure it was something going on back here. Yeah. And I went to the dentist. He's like, yeah, it's your front tooth. And I'm like, no, no, no. It hurts here. And he's like, yeah, it's your nerve. It goes to your front tooth. Mm. It's your front tooth. I promise you. And I was like, mm, are yeah. you sure about that? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so I have this root canal and uh, he did warn me. He said over the years, it will start to lose color um, mm. because it's a dead tooth. Yeah. It's dead now. Oh yeah. Root canal. That's, that's what it is. Root canal, they go in and they kill the nerves. So there's nothing feeding any kind of nutrients or anything to your teeth. Yeah. So why wouldn't you just pull it? Because then you have to then pay crazy amount of money for a crown or a placement or something like that. And I'm 19 and I don't have right. four grand laying around for a front tooth. All right. Onward. I have $300 for a root canal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even then you're like, fuck. Anyways. Let's get on with this, right? Yeah. Right. Well, right. you're the one that told me to take my time. and That's true. So, so you had $300, which is huh? It? You had 300 <laughs> What kind of bills? Anyways, so over the years, sure enough, my tooth has lost color. Yes. And it's been something that I have been very, very insecure about. Very and aware of, very self-conscious. Yes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I have, uh, I don't ever talk about it. I don't mention it. I'm afraid to even put it out into the universe kind of thing. Yeah. I don't smile in pictures. Yep. For years, it was just like goofy faces and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh, this guy's crazy. No, bitch. I'm hiding my soul. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so I go to the dentist to get some work done and I tell him, I'm like, Hey, I'm thinking about getting some veneers or something. Something's got to change. Yeah. And he's like, Is it, what are you talking about? What's going on? I told him about the tooth and he goes, Oh, we can add color to it. What? Yeah. I didn't know this was a thing. Yeah. I didn't either. Never they cut a hole in the back of your tooth. Yeah. They pour some kind of bleach in there or something. <laughs> and then they just seal it up. I mean, it makes sense. Fix my fucking my tooth. Looks great. I can smile now. Smile. And Give him a smile. Look at that. And here's the thing. I had, I was talking to one of my best friends about it. Somebody I've known since I was in like fucking sixth grade. Yeah. And... uh He's a photographer. He's taken most of my headshots, a lot of my promo pictures, all this stuff over the years. Mm-hmm. He's never noticed it. Yeah. And so when I brought it up to him, he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So it wasn't like anybody was ever like, nobody's ever mentioned it to me. 
Yeah, who the fuck is going to go, hey, you know your tooth is a different color? Who's going to do that? <laughs> well, there's people out there that'd be like, hey, what's going on with your tooth? Oh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Even I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So it wasn't like anybody was ever, you know, it was always me noticing that. Of course. And, you know, I was very insecure yeah. about it. Um, so I was telling my therapist about this, about this new life that I have now that I can actually smile and stuff like that and, and photos yeah. and all this stuff. And, and uh, we're going to put a pin in that because that comes around later. Oh, thank God we opened with it. Uh-huh. We had to open with it. Yeah. So then we got into talking about self-worth and self-love. We went down this path. Because something you said on an episode, it's really been haunting me this oh, week. Oh, you too, huh? <laughs> Super tight. You you had mentioned um, when you were talking about empathy. Yeah. Um, and your therapist asked you if you thought you were deserving of love. She had said, do I hold space for empathy? And I said, why would I not want to be cared about? And she said, if you... Right. Maybe you don't feel you deserve to be cared about. Yeah. Yeah. Been thinking about that a lot too. Had it fuck you up. <laughs> so for days I kept thinking to myself like, do I deserve love? Mm. And I couldn't come up with an answer. Mm. Um, and so when I brought it up to her, she, um, you know, we started talking about what that looks like and, and, uh, and I, you know, again, it's this idea of like, am I who I say I am? And am I bringing to the table what I think I'm bringing to the table? Mm. And not only romantic relationships, but in friendships and business and everything in life. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's something that I have struggled with. And uh, she goes, well, let's talk about the romantic side of it then. She goes, um, she goes, if you are the person that you think you are, do you deserve love? And I said, yes. If if I am the person that I think I am and I'm bringing to the table what I think I'm bringing to the table, then yes, that person deserves love. Mm. But if I'm not, then no, that person does not deserve love. Okay, so is the... Okay, so are you who you think you are? <laughs> like, is that, I don't that's know. That's the question, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know you're the only one who can answer that, right? Yeah. Okay. It's a tough one. So really, but go ahead. That is hard. That's a hard question. Really? Yeah. If you are who you think you are? Yeah. Because perspective's a motherfucker. Everybody you know in life here's the mind fuck. Everybody you know in life thinks of you in a different way. Have you ever thought about that? Yeah. Everybody you've ever met in your life has a different idea of who you are. Yeah, and to everybody, perception is reality. Right. But all, what all those people think doesn't define who you are. Right, but only you know yeah. who you are. And But where I get tripped up on is those narratives that we tell ourselves or we believe in ourselves or we go, oh, yeah. You, know, you ever talk to somebody after breakup? You ever friends with two people that are in the same relationship and then they break up and you talk to the guy and he's like, yeah, I was, I, you know, we would go on dates and we would do this. And you're like, okay. And then you talk to her and she's like, he would never take me on dates and we would never. And you're like, 
one of you <laughs> is lying or one of you feels the way that the other one doesn't. So the takeaway from that is, are you kind of stuck in that narrative of like, I don't know what I did wrong. I did this and I did this and I did this. And you're like, yeah, but did you? And how often? Mm. And were you really showing up? You know, like that's what I'm talking about. Asking yourself the hard questions, digging deeper and going, okay, am I really showing up in the ways that I thought I was showing up? And you're not aware of this. No, because I think it takes insight from others. Okay. You have to really put yourself in other people's shoes and see how they view you. Yeah, that may, well, I don't know about how they view you, but I, I, see, I see the point you're making, and I'm, yeah, I'm on board with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're only seeing one side of it. <clears throat> yeah. So. But you don't think you know if you're showing up? You don't think if you're honest with yourself, you can be like, yeah, I didn't show up like I was supposed to. Yes, but I'm saying that, that that's not an easy ask. Mm, of yourself right i think that is a again like that's a yeah you gotta go meditate on that you gotta (laughs) you gotta go climb a mountain and really ask yourself the questions i feel like i'm pretty in tune with those like if i didn't show up for somebody i'm usually pretty like you didn't show up man i'm talking about in the subtle ways in the day-to-day in the in the Mm. minutiae of a relationship and a friendship. <laughs> the minutia. <laughs> yes. The minutia. You love that word. It's a great word. It's a great word. All you right. don't get to use it a whole lot. It's true. Yeah. Every time you bring it out, it makes me smile. Yeah. So minutia. So that's what I'm talking about. Sure, in the grand scheme of things, you're like, yeah, I was a good guy. Mm. Case solved. <laughs> good for you, dude. Mm. In the day-to-day, were you showing up? And the fucking things that you think you were doing and like, were you a good person? Were you a good boyfriend? Were you a good friend? Like all these things like Mm. in the minutia. (laughs) (laughs) So that's your new self self journey is figuring out. It has been this for this year when I'm trying, you know, we talked about this earlier about this idea of forgiving myself. Yeah. And learning how to love myself. Yeah, that's yeah, that's tough. Yeah. And um so yeah, so we got into that and we were talking about outside of relationships and friendships and everything else like she she said uh she goes if you were to ask the people that are close to you and the people that know you the best, would they say that you deserve love? Yeah, give her my number. <laughs> I said, don't ask Lou. (laughs) You don't think I got your back? I said, uh, oh, absolutely not. I said, (laughs) dude. (laughs) Oh, you'd throw me under the bus immediately. You'd be like, "Uh, Malone? Oh, fuck that dude. Dude, you deserve love. Yeah? Yeah, not for me. (laughs) But you do deserve love. Well, that's what I said. I said she asked me. I said, said, yeah, of course. I think that they they would say that I deserve love. Yeah. And she goes, well, would you believe them? And I go, mm, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah. And she goes, yeah, that's the problem. And believing, before you can believe what others say, you have to believe 
in loving yourself because you're not going to believe them unless you believe yourself. Yeah. And I said, well, we both know that I fucking hate myself. Yeah. <laughs> and then she hit me with this. Do you really hate yourself? Or is it just easier to just say that and not have to deal with the work behind loving yourself and fixing these problems? And we know the answer. <laughs> and I said, oh, we're done here. Yeah. <laughs> You'll never see me again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh... yeah. Yeah. So what do you think about that question? I think it's I think it's easier for any of us to just write it off as I don't like myself mm. instead of actually again asking yourself those hard questions and really looking at yourself and really taking inventory. Yeah. Um And that's what it came around to is this idea of my struggle with idealism. It really affects my self-worth. I apply it to myself to the fucking max. Mm. If I don't look like this, then I don't look good at all. Yeah. If I don't have <clears throat> this much money, then I don't have any money at all. If I don't have this thing, if I don't it's all or nothing for me. Yeah. If it's not perfect, it's shit. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. So we talked about that. <laughs> How'd it go? <laughs> oh, just fantastic. You know, yeah. how, how, you know, how do you think it went? <sighs> I'd love to hear it. So she, um, we unpacked this idea of, loving all of me and knowing that these people that I'm meeting that are saying that I'm worthy of love and all these things that would vouch for me. Mm -hmm. Sure. Sometimes I can see these flaws or these broken pieces, but a lot of times they can't. Yeah. And only I'm seeing myself that way and only I'm judging myself on my flaws. And then she brought it back around to my tooth. Mm -hmm. And she said, it's just like your smile. You were the only one to notice that about yourself. And so instead of working on it or getting it fixed or figuring it out, you just made a funny face for 20 years. She got gotcha. you. Buddy. That bitch saw you coming. <laughs> Buddy. She may as well have punched you right in the face. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. Fucked me up. You just made a funny face. Fucked me up, dude. Yeah. That's a banger. It's a banger. <sighs> Man. Yeah. Yeah. So now what? Hmm. Gotta work on loving myself even with the flaws. And so she suggested yeah. a little bit of reverse meditation for me.
she said that, you know, when most people meditate that they, you know, will black out like an hour and they will just like, uh, you know, tell themselves good things and, and positive energy and all these things. Right. Mm, yeah. yeah. She said, um, she said for me, it might be, it might work if I did the opposite. So if I took an hour a day and was just fucking shitty to myself and said all the mean things to myself <laughs> and got it out of the way. That's easy. And then the rest of the day, oh. you have to be nice to yourself uh, no, no, no. and you have to forgive yourself and you have to like love yourself and do all these things. I reverse meditate 24 hours a day. <laughs> so I was like, I'm already doing that yeah. all the time. Oh, I'm fucking Gandhi. You got to limit the fucking. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Yeah, man, that fucking negative self-talk, dude, that shit will... How do you break the habit? I don't know, man. I don't fucking know. How do you... <sighs> I can't... Uh-oh. Because I, I know it's bullshit. I know it's a trick. I'm too smart for this. Here's the thing, man. It's not... Because you're supposed to believe the things you're saying. But why would I believe something if it's not true? Because yeah, that's why you learn to love yourself. <laughs> you're missing the point. Yeah. Yeah. But supposed, like, you're supposed to be saying things and learning to believe them. You're not. You're looking at it as I'm gonna go lie to myself. Yeah. No. <laughs> you're training yourself to believe good things about yourself so you can learn to love yourself. Mm. Well, you know. All right. Fair. I, Are people doing that? Is that a thing? How I do you do that? Fuck if, oh, dude, I know the answer. Well, you're talking like it's like, it's so easy. It's what you do. Oh, I'm just telling you what your therapist said. <laughs> I'm not telling you how to implement it. What am I, a fucking asshole? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't fucking know. That shit's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. All right, keep going. What else? That's all I got. That's it? That was my banger, dude. It's your turn. All right, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> share with the class. All right, I'm going to share with the class. Okay. Here's what I'm going to tell the class. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't want to tell anybody. I know you don't. Uh, I have my phone here because I didn't, I wanted, I have bullets of the things. Okay. Okay, so if I pull out my phone, it's not because I'm texting or anything it's because i'm having a panic attack and i can't think straight <laughs> yeah okay i don't remember the how we started the therapy session but i remember she beat my fucking ass yeah okay so one of the things um we we did we were talking about negative self-talk a little bit mm. and of course she uh let me bring it back to childhood, right? Mm. Let's let's talk the little Louie here for a <laughs> second, okay? Yeah. No. So we talked about that. What is child like negative self-talk? When we're trying to figure out when did it start and all this stuff. I got nothing. So we started just talking about um she asked me when was the last time you were around a small child? And uh, I told her my niece was out here at the end of September. We went to Disneyland, all that stuff. She said, when you think of your niece, how do you think of her? 
And I was like, oh, dude, she's the best. Like, she's just this little ball of love. Yeah. She's so innocent and she's so joyful and she's just, there's so much love in her. She's, she's the best. I love her so much. Okay. She goes, now think of yourself as a kid. Mm. I said, okay. She goes, does it look the same? I said, oh no. She goes, why not? I "I, I don't fucking know, man. (laughs) You're like, that's your job. I was like, that's your job. You tell me. And uh, she goes, so when you think of yourself as a kid, like, what do you think? Like, what do you see? And I was like, I think of me just sitting there quietly. Yeah. Really? Yeah, just being out of the way. And that's it. I'm just sitting there quiet out of the way. (sighs) Didn't like it. (laughs) Didn't like that thought. Nope. Uh, So we were talking about thing. Oh, dude. (laughs) Yeah. I figured out why I can't be late. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Tell me. I don't want to. So we were talking about um, basically childhood traumas, which when you hear the word childhood trauma, you think it's like some big event, right? Yeah. And she was explaining to me that childhood trauma is basically just times in your childhood where you felt unsafe, not like things were happening around you were in danger, but you just, you felt generally unsafe and you needed comfort from somebody that you didn't get. And we were talking about like, what did my childhood look like? And so I was raised by a single mom growing up. It was just, uh, me, my mom, my sister, my sister's 13 months older than me. So we're very close in age. So looking back, I can see how much pressure my mom put on herself um, to make sure that our childhood felt normal and we didn't feel the struggles that were happening. Uh, you know, she's working multiple jobs. She's doing all these things. Like, <clears throat> but she did a great job of, uh, like, I never felt like we were struggling right. ever. And she put a lot of pressure on herself to make sure we didn't feel that. And looking back, I can also see how fucking stressed out she must have been all the time. And that turns into mom can't be late for work. Mm. So me and my sister need to be in the car at a certain time to get to school. And if we're not, there will be a reaction. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Okay. So those types of moments when I, you know, I can't find a shirt or I'm, I'm taking a shit, whatever, whatever reason I'm, f- I'm five minutes late to the car. And I know when I get in that car, it will be known that I'm making everybody late. Like the, like those are the moments when I know I get in that car and I'm, it's going to be a thing that I feel that anxiety and I'm feeling unsafe. And it would have been great if I got to the car and she said, Hey, is everything okay? All right, let's go to school. That didn't happen. Right. Right. Cause mom's got three jobs and she's stressed out of her fucking mind. And she's got two kids who don't list all that shit. Yeah. 
So that's why I can't be late. <clears throat> Let me ask you this. Let's go away, my boy. <laughs> so if this is the root of it and you know how uncomfortable you felt mm-hmm. uh, in those situations, are you consciously or subconsciously carrying that over into your adult life with other people? Just say what you got to say. What that's, are you asking me? That's what I'm asking you is why, why are you doing, why are you making other people feel uncomfortable and they're late or they're messing up instead of, you would think you would go the other way and give grace because you didn't have grace as a kid. So you think that you would be like the opposite and be like, it's okay, whatever happened, you're good, don't worry about it. But instead you're like, what the fuck? Are you dumb? Like, do you not know how? Okay, it, I didn't say what the works. fuck. Are you dumb? <laughs> no, because that's how I. That's how I was programmed. Exactly. So you can't override programming. Some people trying to do it now. Some people break free. That's what I mean. A lot of people get that that opposite of how they. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, that's why I'm in therapy, trying to fix it all. <laughs> Super tight. I'm just curious if it was a conscious or subconscious thing. That's what I'm asking. Of course, it's subconscious. You think I want to make people feel bad? Don't. You want me to answer that? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> answer it. You fuck. What? No. Yeah. You know I don't want to make people feel bad. Unless you're being a dumb bitch. And I don't tell you you're being a dumb bitch. So that's why I can't be late. But those types of things are when you feel unsafe and you need that comfort or reassurance from your caring figure mm. and you don't get it in those moments. Those are childhood traumas that... <clears throat> We're discussing. Interesting. Let me check my notes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Fuck off. Hot in here? <laughs> this hoodie's so high quality. It's warm. <sighs> Did you notice how I was smiling through that whole thing? Mm-hmm. No. We talked about that too. How I cannot not smile right now. Yeah. You're smiling too. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I know what's coming. <laughs> so yeah, we were having these conversations. And uh I I'm just all I'm aware how big I'm grinning right now, so you're gonna just bear with me. Uh and we were talking about coping mechanisms and all those types of things right she goes i've noticed you're very funny and i said thanks it's one of my favorite compliments to get she goes you're probably not gonna like this <laughs> and i'm not kidding so we did all this childhood stuff mm-hmm. right i'm exhausted at this point thinking about all this like feeling like i'm saying bad things about my mom when mm. truly i'm just like Oh, I get it. She was stressed out. She did the best she could and it still fucked me up kind of. And I feel I'm like guilty. I feel like I'm trashed. My mom, I love mom. I love you so much. I look at the clock, dude, we're, we're 20 minutes into this session. <laughs> God damn. And I go, you gotta be fucking kidding me. We got a half hour left. Mm. She goes, let's talk about jokes. And I said, Oh, okay. I'm going to talk about jokes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she's like, I noticed that through that entire thing, talking about your child, she's like, was that a comfortable conversation or did you feel vulnerable? And I was like, no, that felt pretty uncomfortable. It was very vulnerable. She goes, you were smiling the whole time we were talking. I go, oh, oh, really? 
That's funny. And we get into that. <laughs> and oh, really? <laughs> uh, that's interesting. Prove it. Prove it, bitch. So we were talking about humor and using humor to uh, deal with uncomfortable situations, and how I always smile in vulnerable or uncomfortable conversations. And she was saying that that's part of my mask. That when you smile, it makes me, it makes me the speaker feel like what I'm saying is less weighted or less serious because I'm smiling Mm -hmm. and it makes the listener feel more comfortable as well. Like they're not hearing something as serious as it is. So yeah, whenever I like right now, (laughs) whenever I'm talking about something vulnerable or difficult, I'm always smiling. And I was thinking it made me curious. I went back to the episode where you and I had, we kind of got into it at the end of the episode Mm. and I was grinning the whole time. And I'm literally telling you like, Hey, if you're upset, I get it. Like I can take it. I'm not going to blow up right now. And I'm smiling the whole time. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. So it's part of my mask. And, uh, so she was talking about how you basically have yourself and then you have all the parts of you. So she envisioned me in this, in the driver's seat myself Mm. and around me are all the parts of me, sense of humor, fear, all the parts. She's like, there's going to be countless parts. Everybody's going to have hundreds of parts. And because when I looked at the clock, she goes, see like right there, you make a joke about the time we have left. And I go, "Uh uh-huh. She goes, why? I was like, I don't know if it felt normal. Yeah. And she goes, is that a conscious thing? Did you think I need to make a joke right now? Or is it an, is it an unconscious thing? It just happens. And I was like, I didn't decide to make a joke. I think it's just, it's my go-to. She goes, so in those moments, I want you to kind of visualize yourself in this driver's seat and then visualize the part of you, the sense of humor, the part that wants to make a joke. She goes, is it, hopping on the seat with you or is it just pushing you out of the seat and taking the wheel? And, uh, I said, I feel like he's just kicking me off the seat and taking the wheel because (laughs) I mean, I don't care what the fuck we're talking about. I can make a joke and it'll be a good one too. I promise. (laughs) Like it doesn't matter what's going on. Like I'm always ready for a joke. Yeah. And, uh, she's like, well, that's another coping mechanism. And I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. So then we did the, uh, remember the exercise where I put the thing in the room and mm-hmm. then, yeah, she's like, we're not going to do that again. <laughs> and you're I like, said, thank God. I said, cool. Cause I'll fucking leave. She goes, is that another joke? And I said, uh-huh. And she goes, all right. So I'm not going to ask you to put anything in the room. She's like, we're not. We're not there yet. We're not, but imagine you're in this driver's seat, sense of humor, the jokes, they're trying to push you off, but you're able to see it coming. Okay. And she goes, I want you just in your mind. You don't have to do it out loud. Ask 
the sense of humor or the joke or whatever, whatever part, ask them, what are they scared of? Mm. If you don't make a joke right now. <sighs> so I take a minute and I'm talking, I take a beat. Okay. Yeah. A long beat. And I think about it and I've, Ask this question in my head, right? And of course, immediately things are pumping into my brain of what it is. And it's the same thing over and over and over. And I'm like, I don't want to say, I just don't want to say it, right? Because it's so fucking terrible. And I go, all right, I'm just going to be honest with you. She goes, okay. I'm like, the first thing that came to mind, and the second and third and fourth, and the thing that keeps pumping into my brain is that if I don't make a joke, then they're not going to like me. Mm. And uh, she goes, why wouldn't they like you if you don't make a joke? And I asked her, well, everybody likes to laugh. She goes, of course. Everybody likes a funny person. She goes, of course. And I asked a question <clears throat> that I thought was rhetorical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it turns out it wasn't. So my rhetorical question that I asked was, <clears throat> okay, but when the funny person isn't being funny anymore, what's left? And she goes, oh, just you. Mm. <sighs> and I go, yeah, exactly. I was like, that's exactly what it is. It's just me. I'm not being funny anymore. It's just me. And now I'm not making you laugh. And you have to decide if you like me when it's just me. I don't want to know the answer to that. So I'll just make you laugh. I know how to do that. It's the easiest fucking thing I can do. So that's what I'm scared of. <laughs> Yeah, I struggle with that identity as well. Yeah, and I, I know you do. Yeah, we, we, that was what I unpacked during the pandemic was like when everything comedy wise went away and everything was like, who am I without that? Yeah. And? And, uh, I was going to make a joke just then. And I, I, saw you, I saw you smile. I was like, <laughs> oh, thank God he does it too. Yeah. He's got the cancer um, too. <laughs> I was gonna go for it, but I'm not. I'm not gonna go for it. What was the joke? I want to see if it was funny. I'm gonna say, and then she left me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she did. She did. Yeah, uh, jokes you know. are best when they're true. Well, they're great. Um, but yeah, that was a thing that I had to really, and I'm still really trying to figure out: is who am I without that? Yeah. And. Um, I don't know. I'm happier without it. I'm happier not performing. Yeah. Um, Do you find yourself making not... I'm trying to, what am I trying to ask you? Do you find out... Have you found now that you're not doing stand-up, do you find yourself more or less or the same trying to make people around you laugh when you're not going to an audience? Uh... 
probably the same or maybe even a little less. Definitely not more. I'm not like yeah. trying to fill the void of like not being on stage. I'm not like, mm. I'm not like that annoying. And I never, but I never was when I was performing either. Well, let's talk about perception of those around you. Sure. No, you're good. Yeah. I just, I never, <clears throat> in any real comic would tell you that they hate those people that just can't turn it off. Yeah. Like, turn it the, f- we're, we're trying to have a fucking game night. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're doing bits. It's like, don't, don't bit me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I'm, I think I still make the same kind of sharp comments and off color jokes and this and that and whatever. But, um, but yeah, I don't miss performing, Mm. but that was a mind fuck. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. It's definitely mind fuck. I don't, (laughs) I don't know, man. My sense of humor is one of my favorite things about myself. Um, I guess my, I was in the middle of a sentence, but go ahead. My question is this. Yeah. Is it, is it a terrible thing? Uh, Were you not listening? Yeah, but like, yeah, you're not supposed to do that, bro. You're supposed to be able to talk to people and have a serious conversation without the crutch of being like, Hey, let's laugh for a second. Cause this is too real. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but here's here's the thing. Here's what I'm relating it to. You and I, we can do that all day. Not everybody. <laughs> when they're coming to you having like this vulnerable moment, they don't want you to make them laugh. They don't want you to laugh. They want to they want to connect with you. Mm. You and I connect through humor. Yeah. So yeah, I do think it is important to uh be able to keep yourself in the driver's seat when the jokes try to kick you out. And she even said, she's like, that's my, she doesn't really, I told her I fucking hate therapy homework. I'm never going to do it. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean like, like written, I don't do that shit. Yeah. She's like, so your homework, she's like, just try to be more aware of those moments when you are in those situations and you want to make a joke. She's like, try and just tell the humor, trying to kick you out of the seat. Like, it's okay. I got this without you this time. Maybe next time. And just like try to, it's a part of you. And that's okay. It's a great part of you, but you can't let it always take over. Mm. So that's my homework for the week is to just be like, hey. Have you tried that? Well, it's only Thursday. (laughs) It's only Thursday. (laughs) We'll see how the weekend goes, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, this is the worst part. You ready for this shit? Mm hmm. She said, oh, I thought I might have to fight this woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she said, I, I'm not going to do this yet, but you need to understand that we are going to get to a point. Because we're, she, she told me, she's like, we're still getting to know each other. We're still building rapport. She's like, so I'm not going to push you this way yet. She's like, but one day we're going to get to a point where when we're in these conversations and you're telling me things and you're smiling, she's like, I'm going to stop you and I'm going to ask you 
tell me that again and do it without smiling because it's not funny and you know it's not funny. 